The Charlotte Ledger Podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Hey, Tony Messia with the Charlotte Ledger, and you're listening to the Charlotte Ledger Podcast. This is a special edition short podcast on the 2024 primary election. We're looking at the Democratic ballot in Mecklenburg County, county commission races, General Assembly, Congress, Council of State, and some of those obviously bleed into surrounding counties as well. Now, we're not talking about the presidential race today, but we're going to quickly discuss everything else. And you can find complete information on everything on the ballot in Mecklenburg and a few of the surrounding counties at the Charlotte Ledger's election hub, which can be found at thecharlotteledger.com. Got the Republican ballot, the Democratic ballot, even the Libertarian ballot for Mecklenburg, Union, Cabarrus, and Gaston counties. And it's given all to you with no ads, no paywalls, no crazy things popping up and making it hard to read, free to all, free to read, and it's as free of bias as we could be. We're just interested in keeping you informed. It's at thecharlotteledger.com. Early voting goes through March 2nd, 2024, and election day is March 5th, 2024. I'm joined today by Brian Holliday of CLT Public Relations and Sucharita Kadali, who has guided and developed the Ledger's election information. And we're going to talk about these races on the Democratic ballot, the ballot that Democrats will take and that unaffiliated voters could choose to take. We're not going to go from the governor on down. We're going to go from the local races up. We're lifting up local today. We're talking about the races that are on the ballot. A lot of races have no competition. We're not going to talk about those with no competition. So, Brian. Let's start with Democratic County Commission ballot. What is on it? Why do we care? At the bottom, we have the county commission at large race. And the big question is, will Trish Cotham, Pat Cotham's daughter, impact the election? And so last time county commission ran, Trish Cotham was the number one vote getter for county commission. And this year with the controversy of Trish Cotham becoming a Republican, how will that bleed over to her mother's race? So Pat Cotham is extremely popular. The other thing that's interesting about this race is if you go back to the school board and the school bonds, uh, Arthur Griffith and Pat Cotham were kind of on the other side of that issue. Not completely, but kind of on the other side of that issue. By the other side of the issue, you mean they were skeptical of the $2.5 billion CMS school bonds? That's what you they did not. They did not support it when it came to the vote for the first time. Now, at the end, they probably got on board, but in the beginning, they were skeptical, yes. All right, so this is a race. This is the at-large race. The incumbents are Lee Altman, Pat Cotham, and Arthur Griffin. The other two candidates in this, in this race, as you mentioned, Yvette Townsend Ingram and Blake Van Leer. Uh, Sucharita, what do we know about those other candidates who, might, who people might not know about? Yeah, so Yvette Townsend Ingram ran before, and she's currently an executive at Johnson C. Smith University. Blake Van Leer is a tech executive, so and he just wants to bring a younger voice to the commission. The other thing is that Yvette Townsend Ingram also has the endorsement of the Black Political Caucus, so they did not give the endorsement this time to Pat Cotham, so that'll be interesting to see how that shakes out as well. Yeah, that's, that's going to be an interesting one. So there are a couple other county commission races, a couple district races in District 2. We've got incumbent Vilma Leak, a longtime incumbent, being challenged by Charles Osborne. Um, Sucharita, do you have any thoughts on that one? Yeah, so Osborne is a former CMPD officer. He now owns a commercial cleaning company. Very earnest and driven young person. He says that he would be the youngest county commissioner ever elected if he is. So, and that would be quite a big accomplishment because Vilma Leak is an institution in that part of town. It is hard to beat incumbents and she's been there a while. The other district race is George Dunlap, the chair of the county commission. He's being challenged by Felicia Tompkins. 
Any thoughts on that one? I would say that that's not as competitive as District 2, only because Felicia Tompkins has just not been as responsive to a lot of outreach that we've had. She is in the healthcare space. George Dunlap has been on the commission and in local politics for 20 years. All right, let's keep it moving. North Carolina General Assembly, the state legislature. Brian, what are the highlights? Well, I think the most interesting race is Senate District 41. We have four candidates in this race. Kendrick and Caleb are part of this a younger, more pro- progressive aspect of the Democrat Party. This is Kendra uh, Cunningham and Caleb Pedros, I think it's pronounced. Yes, yes, exactly. And they've actually been political their entire life, if you kind of look at it. Very active in college. Caleb continues to be active at the Black Political Caucus, and they're both under 40. And then if you take Bob Bruns on the other side of that, he is a solid Chamber of Commerce style Democrat. And he has been just working in the bank for a very long time. And then if you look at Lucille Puckett, she has run five of the last six election cycles and ran for mayor for the last three times in a row. The other big one, I think, is going to be House District 105. This is Matthews, Mint Hill, parts of South Charlotte. This is one a lot of Democrats are watching and really keeping their fingers crossed on for November. What's going on there? All right. So this is the sexy race. It's who's going to face Trish Cotham in the general. There's three candidates and they all launched their campaigns with the same message. I'm not Trish Cotham. And now they've actually had to start getting into identifying with the voters who they are, who can best replace Trish Cotham and who can do that job. So this one, I think, is going to be really interesting. The differences between these candidates you have is Yolanda Holmes or Dr. Yo. She ran last time and came in second place to Trish in that Democrat party. She's running with a message that's kind of on the glow with Dr. Yo. So that's kind of fun. And then Terry Lansdale, uh, he's more of your policy want kind of guy. He has been with um, Bike Walk North Carolina and Clean Air North Carolina. He's in that. And then Nicole Sidman, uh, she's raised about $40,000 in six weeks. So, and even more on top of that, she would be considered what's the the establishment candidate. Yeah, I know she was trying to make the case at one of these um, forums a week or so ago that, look, she's the serious candidate in the race. She's got the fundraising prowess. She's kind of the, you know, head above the rest. Sucharita, a couple other races around the county as well. Can you tell us about those? Yeah, sure. So there's seat 106 in the northeastern part of Mecklenburg County. There's an incumbent there, six-term incumbent Carla Cunningham, running against also a very young candidate, Bermano Brown, who's in his 20s. We also have House 98, that Huntersville area. So we have two women. There's Beth Helfrich. Her family actually owns the Summit Coffee brand, which you may be familiar with. And Lisa Jewell is the chair of the Democrats of North Mecklenburg. So both have uh, bona fides, good bona fides. Okay, we're going to keep it moving. There's a North Carolina Supreme Court race. Associate Justice Seat 6 is on the Democratic side. The, the winner of this primary will face Republican Jefferson Griffin, who has no opposition in his Republican primary. The two people running, Laura Christina Cubbage and Allison Riggs. Allison Riggs was appointed by Governor Cooper last year to the seat, so it's sort of a re-election, but she hasn't really been elected. But they're, they're facing off in that one. We've got a congressional race, U.S. Congress, District 14, that covers Cleveland, Gaston counties, a few other counties, and has parts of Mecklenburg, northern Mecklenburg, and some of the western and southern edges. And this is the one the winner will face the Republican who wins in the Republican primary. That's a race that includes House Speaker Tim Moore. So what do we know about these two candidates for that, for um, U.S. Congress, District 14? We're pretty sure that coming out of this election, one's guaranteed to win to face more. All right. We got Pam Janot <laughs> and Brendan McGinnis. Pam Ganot is a former nurse and the Army veteran, and she ran Burke County Democrats. And Brendan McGinnis 
is a former financial advisor. Okay. Let's turn our attention quickly to the Council of State. What do we have going on there? We have a number of races. This is the people who lead executive branches. These are statewide races. Brian, what are you looking at? Well, let's start with the treasurer's race. And I think what this is one's really interesting because you have two Charlatans running against each other. Wesley Harris and Gabe Espazara. Uh, Wesley has been in the state house since 2018, and Gabe is new to politics, but he has a strong financial background. It seems like a pretty strong candidate. What's interesting in this is when you have two people from the same Charlotte area, now they're not just splitting the vote, but the strategy comes down who can go to the other parts of the state, build some name recognition, and build that vote. So it'll be interesting to see who goes from, from that direction. Speaking of local Mecklenburg, we also have Maurice Mo Green, who is one of three candidates running for superintendent. He used to work at CMS. Keenan Crumble is an assistant principal in Wake County, and he is getting his PhD as well. Katie Eddings is a military veteran, and she was also an educator, a former assistant principal and teacher. So those are the two fight um, up against Mo Green. A few other races with local names. We've got the commissioner of insurance race. We have Natasha Marcus, who is a state senator. She's running against David Wheeler in the Democratic primary. There's a lieutenant governor's race. Three people running. Ben Clark. Mark H. Robinson, no relation to the current lieutenant governor, Republican Mark Robinson. And then Rachel Hunt. Some people might say, Hunt, gosh, that, that name sounds awfully familiar. Does she have any connection to anybody we might know? She's the daughter of the legendary Jim Hunt, the former governor, longest serving governor of North Carolina. A couple other council state races that are notable, the attorney general's race. You got Satana Dayberry, who is the district attorney in Durham County. He's running against Tim Dunn and Jeff Jackson. A lot of people know Jeff Jackson from either social media or as a congressman or both. The winner there will face Dan Bishop, who's a Republican congressman who elected not to run again. So he, he's going to be the Republican candidate for attorney general. And then, of course, you have the governor's race. Josh Stein, I think, is the big name there. The current attorney general, he's running against Sherelle Booker, Gary Fox, Mike Morgan, and Marcus Williams. Any thoughts on the governor's race? I would tell you that Mike Morgan has a political ad that's one of the best political ads I've seen in a really long time. And he was a former Supreme Court justice. So even though he probably trails in fundraising behind Josh Stein, he, he does have former elected office experience. Okay. Well, I think we've covered it. We did it pretty well, pretty quickly. Thank you both. That's going to be a wrap. Good work. Again, you can find the full information, candidate summaries, questionnaires, some videos, and more at thecharlotteleisure.com. And to our listeners, thank you for listening. Charlotte Ledger Podcast is produced by the one and only Lindsay Banks. QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com.